Alrighty, on this episode of the podcast, I'm here joined with my good friend Edmund, and today we're going to talk about a couple things uh, today with game soundtracks, uh, such as soundtracks we don't necessarily like, soundtracks we do like, uh, soundtracks that immerse you into games, good games with bad soundtracks, or music that is tied to gameplay, and finally, uh, games where the there's minimal music, but it actually helps your immersion. Uh, but yeah, so first off, I'm going to throw it over to my friend Edmund here to help uh, introduce some soundtracks he really doesn't like or feels like it doesn't do a good job in these games. Oh, I'm uh, Edmund. I'm just here to chill with my boy Justin and make a podcast. Uh, do you, what, what do you want me to introduce? The stuff I like? Uh, first off is tracks we don't like. Tracks we don't like. Okay. So we were talking about this earlier, and we it's really hard to think of stuff you don't like because then you're just thinking of just stuff you don't. No, most people don't think of stuff they don't like regularly. So it's kind of hard to think of like songs and games like soundtracks that we really didn't like. There were some examples that we were able to think of, uh, such as Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut. There's a song that just just doesn't fit the, the game at all. It sounds like someone's just slamming their hands on a MIDI keyboard. You can play that here. And uh, yeah, it definitely just something seems off about it. And same thing with Sonic... Uh, Dark Brotherhood, there's a song where it literally sounds like they put their toddler on a, their MIDI keyboard and he just was going ham on it. And he just wanted to make his dad proud. Uh, you got any examples, Justin? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some... Uh, with those, with both those examples, I mean, you're right. I mean, with both games, especially like Resident Evil, where it's really horror-focused, that soundtrack... Uh, that Sorry, that sound in that soundtrack, which is called uh, Mansion Basement... Uh, really just takes you out of it because it just kind of bloats your ears and really gets you out of the experience as a whole. Uh, but then, yeah, that's kind of just some more or less examples because, I mean, like what Edmund was saying, it's really hard to pull games that you don't like the soundtrack for because typically if you play a bad game, the soundtrack's already bad. You don't want to play it so you don't remember it. So that's kind of so that's one interesting thing that we kind of came up to when we were writing the talking points of this podcast. Uh, but now to just talk about some game soundtracks we do like. Um, one that comes to mind that we both really like uh, is Persona 5. We both really enjoy that kind of jazzy uh, that jazzy soundtrack that it comes with. So you can really immerse yourself in that game and really gets you going and get you, get you moving and pumping uh, with everything that's going on there. Uh, and I'll swing over to Evan for his comments for that. Yeah, the soundtrack of Persona 5 definitely really helps the game. Uh, really helps the general mood, the focus, the... Uh environment just helps you get pumped and excited to continue through the world uh but yeah there's a lot of games like that there's you know persona 4 has a similar soundtrack there's all those jrpg games have interesting soundtracks you know a soundtrack i just remember that was weird which persona one, one. <laughs> you remember that soundtrack yeah. yeah yeah that shit was weird compared to the other ones but that was also the first one but uh yeah so uh do we only want to talk about silent hill now or yeah all right, uh, another game where I was talking about. Justin doesn't really know too much about it, but uh, Silent Hill Two is a game with a very, very excellent soundtrack. The entire soundtrack is catered to your gameplay experience. So when you like first get into the, uh, like the world of Silent Hill, James comes in on his car and he says he's looking for his wife. The first song that plays when you're approaching the town is fucking perfect. It's so terrifying. Because you, when you start walking, you know, there's a fog, so you can't really see. You can hear sounds in the distance, which is, you know, kind of unnerving because you're like, what the fuck is that? And as you approach the fog, there's nothing in it. You can hear, like, all this stuff. And the soundtrack just slowly, slowly, like, builds up. 
throughout the entire game, certain points, like certain truths being revealed or certain moments, whenever the song plays, you can definitely like link the song to those moments. Like I said, that one song, Truth, and uh, there's also songs in that game that freak you out, like the one I talked to you about, the Black Fairy one that happens right after a major revelation in the game. You can play that here. Uh, and yeah, it's it kind of fills you with a little bit of dread, a little bit of somberness, you know, kind of sad. But yeah, that, that's definitely a game where I really like the soundtrack and think the soundtrack really helps the gameplay and experience overall. Another game that has a very good soundtrack that fits the overall theme and aesthetic is Bloodborne. I know you haven't played it, Justin, but you really need to. You have a PS4. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and you have it, yeah. But uh, Bloodborne really fits a lot of... Uh, kind of like opera vibes going on a lot of like dark souls if you like dark souls music you love bloodborne there's a specific fight in bloodborne in the dlc which kind of sucks because a lot of people didn't play it and, the, and it was also the first dlc boss which a lot of people also stopped playing the game at because it got too hard but his name was ludwig and ludwig is the hardest boss in the game in my opinion but it's fight the fight starts off like a normal beast fight you know you fight you get to a certain stage and it transforms, but when the transformation happens, the song switches to match his more original hunter form, which it is the best moment in that entire game. I will send you a clip of it, Justin, after this, so you can put it with the music and like the audio and stuff, but it is by far the best moment in that entire game. And I'm sure you also have some games that you would like to talk about where the soundtrack really impacted your gameplay. Yeah, so... Definitely some soundtracks that I thought were really good that really immersed me in the game. Uh, big example one I can think of is uh, The God of War uh, 2018 from on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like most people, never played a God of War game in my life until I played God of War 2018. And by golly, did that soundtrack really immerse me in that game. It really makes you feel like a honking big God of War. Uh, with all the operatic and big big manly men screaming at you and, and their... And their uh, and they're, what was it, the Nordic tongue, I'm pretty sure is what they were singing in. And that really gets you in that mode and that immersion really makes you feel like you're in uh, Viking times and you're and you're fighting other gods and, and monsters from Norse mythology. So that was a really good one that I can always think of off the top of my head. Special thing about that game as well is the, there was a lot of old God of War songs in it too. Like the main theme also had a lot of God of War 1 and 3 songs mixed in. Like Kratos' main theme from those games, it plays at certain moments. You can, like, whenever he's going back, you know, to get the Blaze of Chaos or whatever from the basement that he didn't want, yeah, you can hear, like, his OG, like, God of War 1, God of War 3 theme as he's going down the river and shit. It's perfect. They really, really outsold themselves on that soundtrack. But uh, a game, yeah, a really a game with a really good soundtrack, in my opinion, Dark Souls 1. Like, it's a very, very beautiful soundtrack, but there's certain songs in it that don't fit like the theme like Seetha Scalus. Uh Seetha Scalus is a boss pretty important in the Dark Souls one like lore and stuff. He's a very big figure. It takes a while to get to his boss fight and when you finally get there and fight him, it is the most not only is the boss like kind of anticlimactic cuz when you figure out what you have to do, the boss isn't really too bad. But whenever you listen to the music, if you really pay attention to it, it is the most unfitting music you can play right here. Okay, but uh, yeah, that it just it just doesn't fit with the character at all. It just sounds like a bunch of clowns playing a xylophone while you're fighting a immortal dragon man. But uh, yeah, 
uh, going back to Justin, he can talk about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I would agree. I I've played Dark Souls through and through, and I never really paid attention to that part of the soundtrack when I fought Seath the Scaleless. In doing that, he's absolutely correct. You literally, when I when we re when we rewatched it or re-listened to it. Uh, yeah, it literally just looked like somebody was taking their child and they're banging their forehead on the xylophone as they're fighting. And if you took out the xylophones, this that that uh, that piece of the soundtrack would honestly fit so much better. It really takes you out of it. Now I I can't look at that fight the same way of when I go to replay the game at all now because every time I'll hear it and I'll just like be like, why? Why is that there? Next thing we want to talk about it uh, was a game, uh, Devil May Cry Five. Eddie Eddie over here said that. The music is tied to the gameplay, and I haven't played Devil May Cry 5 yet, but you want to talk about how that the music affects the gameplay, so and he's got some interesting points. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Devil May Cry 5, another one of my uh, all-time games. Very, very good game, very good game. Highly recommend it if you haven't played it. But yeah, Devil May Cry 5 is a very interesting game because the music and soundtrack is t solely based on how good you are at the game. So it's solely based on what kind of rankings you get on the style meter. Which was quite funny when the game first came out. A lot of uh, game journalists who aren't very good at games, even though they're game journalists, didn't really listen to the soundtrack because they couldn't get past the D ranking, which you can't even hear the soundtrack. But if you get to triple S ranking or whatever, whenever you do like the best combo you can, the soundtrack is like booming as loudly as it can. It is ridiculous. It makes you feel like you actually like accomplished something doing your combos and stuff. But yeah, that is a game which is one of the few examples where you have to be somewhat like capable of playing the game to actually even hear the soundtrack, which I thought was kind of interesting. But um, what is the next docking point? Next docking point is games with minimal music, but it helps the immersion. Helps the immersion. Uh, the game I can think of like that is uh, definitely like Death. You know, Death. Yeah, Death Stranding. Death Stranding does have music at certain points, but it's always at very breathtaking scenes. It's never like in game. Most of the time, in the middle of the game world, you know, it's like just you traveling from point A to point B with all your, like, tools and stuff. So, you know, they don't want to break your full immersion. Same thing with Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, there's only certain songs in it that play at certain moments. But for the most part, it's just you in the game trying to immerse you and make you feel like, you know, you're actually there. Same thing with more realism games like uh, Arma, you know. Yeah. That, that definitely gets, you know, help from not having any soundtrack. You kind of immerse yourself in the world and kind of more realistic. Yeah, do you have any examples you want to talk about, Justin? Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely games that are in this category where there's so little music, but it actually helps the game out. Is games that are trying to be hyper-realistic or they're trying to be uh, very focus-oriented on the gameplay, and that's what the focus is. Uh, for example, uh, in playing games like Rainbow Six Siege, in that game, there is extremely little music. It's really just in the menus and character selects. But when you actually are in the actual gameplay, because it's a hyper-realistic shooter, uh, they don't want anything to distract you because every minute detail that you can hear and see will help you win a game. I mean, I am trash at that game because it's just people are so hyper-focused on everything going on, and I just don't have that attention to detail that they have. Um, and I know a game that you were talking about that you said was like that is Insurgency. Now, I haven't played Insurgency, so I'll swing it over to him so we can talk about it. Insurgency is like a hyper-realistic military shooter. So it's like one bullet takes you out. You don't have an ammo counter. You don't have a, a crosshair. It's like wherever. Like when you move the gun, it moves like 
it's I'm, I'm doing hand motions which you can't see but when you move the gun there's no cross that you can't really aim and like hip fire you have to aim down the sides or else you're gonna miss all your bullets and there's crazy recoil and there's practically no soundtrack the entire point of the game is just to make you people call it ptsd simulator because really feels like when you, you can hear all the little details your squad mates are saying like you can hear them yell RPG. You can hear them talking about landmines and people pushing up on you. It's it's supposed to... You're not supposed to hear any music because you're supposed to be listening, you know, to the world. There's other games like Day of Defeat. Day of Defeat is literally, you know, like the World War Two. That is literally just insurgency in World War Two. So you kind of have some experience with it. So it's it's definitely... For games like that, it definitely helps you out because it makes you feel like, you know, you, you're, you're there. You're fighting this fight, which I really enjoy. Certain games... You know, you don't always need a soundtrack to uh, supplement it if it, the atmosphere is just good enough. But I'm going to pass it back to Justin so he can continue talking about some points. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much actually it. There's We've ran through our entire talking point list. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Hopefully we turned you on to some games you haven't listened or played to them or either listened to the soundtracks or played the games, uh, either for good or bad reasons. Uh, but other than that, I want to end it here thank evan for his time coming on the podcast and other than that uh, that's it so hopefully we'll see you in the next one